The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. And a good morning, a warm welcome to Tenem Express. Host Aisha And just before we touch on our first interview with our UCT medical students, uh, I promise that we'll give away one of the books, Unleash the Powerful Mind Teller Within You. So if you know who the author is, I've mentioned it about twice or thrice this morning. And then you can WhatsApp or SMS us at 47913 and 0722380712 if you know the author is of the book, Unleash the Powerful Mind Teller Within You. So coming back to our interview this morning with our medical students of UCT, we have final um, year students and that is um, Sana Saldurka as well as fourth year student Kothar Sali speaking about Choco and appealing for funding. Um, Assalamualaikum to both ladies and a warm welcome. Walaikum salam. You seem to be very passionate about Choco. You want to first tell our listeners exactly what it is that Choco does within community and why you're so eager to talk about this, Sana. Yes, great. So Choco is the Students Health and Welfare Centers organization and was founded 77 years ago at the University of Cape Town. And what it is, is a student-led and student-run community welfare organization and we are from the health sector of of Shoko so we have a health and an education sector but the health sector provides free primary health care clinics in a number of under-resourced areas um, in and around Cape Town and we are very passionate about the work that we do we think that the health the healthcare that's provided is really excellent um, and the community is really really appreciated and we have really great relationships with the communities that we work in. How does this impact your studies as well? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think actually the benefit of Shoko is that it, it has a dual role in that as much as it gives back to the community, it also provides um, the health science students with a platform to practice and to become better health professionals. And it's not just medical students. We have physios, OTs, um, speech and language and audiologists um, that also provide services at our clinics. And so um, we learn a lot at the clinics as well. I think in terms of impacting our studies, it makes us better health professionals. So are you this morning representing the health professionals, um, you know, as students or the health students, and, you know, to, to make um, Shoko work, um, you know, for years to come as well? You've mentioned, you know, how long ago it was established, and obviously um, funding is very important. And yes. since you students, how do you fund, you know, the services that you render? Yeah. So um, we used to have quite a bit of corporate funding um, but due to the kind of economic climate in the country that's reduced quite a bit over the years and we do get a, a bit of donations but um, that's actually one of the reasons that we're here today to kind of appeal to the public and anyone who knows about our organization and is is passionate about the cause of providing you know excellent health care to communities um, around Cape Town um, to actually donate so we, we rely on a lot of donations from the public from ex members um, as, as well as the other health professionals that volunteer because of course we have doctors and, and other people that um, volunteer at the clinic. I'm just a, bit, yeah, a question I want to ask remember in the past I'm not too sure if you know that there was always the direct the session mm-hmm. um, you know through the streets of Cape Town was this part of Shoko raising funds back in the day and is it still happening? Yes yeah, so it is um, RAG was actually originally a branch of Shoko um, mm-hmm. and the funds that were raised from the, news, the, the newspapers they sell um, come to Shoko and, and a portion of that still does come to Shoko but it's not, because our organization is so large and we run so many clinics and see so many patients it's not really enough to keep us going 
So that's why we, you know, we require other donations as well. Okay. Um, Kiltad, you're in your fourth year, and I'm sure you know, you're benefiting, like um, Sana said, it's, it's a two-way prong, basically. It's you experiencing and also giving back to community. Tell us about your experiences. So I really only started getting into sugar and getting involved in my second year of university because first year I was still getting used to everything. But I felt that when I started in my second year and just going to clinics and seeing patients one-on-one, it gave me so much more confidence in the skills that I learned in theory at university. And I think that's the experiences of most of the students who go to any Shoko clinic, we put our theory knowledge into practice and it makes us so much more confident and I feel like it just it improves our skills so much more. So, yeah, that's Do you find Shoko is a mentoring pro, you know, process for uh, health students? Yes, definitely, on two levels because we obviously have doctors at our, at our clinics. They wouldn't be able to run without the doctors and volunteer and so we learn a lot from them. But because there's also an interaction between students, you have... Um, higher uh, year students like fourth and fifth and sixth year students who then teach the younger students like the first and second years um, what they've learned and because they obviously have a bit more experience there's definitely a lot of mentoring and a lot of friendships that form because of Shoko. Indeed so it's, it's like networking with others because you you um, at the health sector you, you're a medical student but obviously you get to see some what occupational therapists, physiotherapists yes, and all of those yeah. as well. Do you find that you know your services are vital within community as well? Definitely. Um, you know, just by the number of patients that come to our clinics and the kind of conditions we see and the fact that patients keep coming back, it's clear that the services are really vital. I know medical student has lots to, you know, to, to cover in one year. And so you give your time and go onto the Shoko bus and go into areas. Mm-hmm. Which areas do you go into? Now, often, you know, would the bus go out? Or how often would you be on the bus as well? So we go out Monday to Wednesday. So on Monday, we service Kailicha, Guguleto, and Nyanga. And then on Tuesdays, the bus goes to Philippi and Masipumalele. And on Wednesdays, we do Imazama Yetu um, and Weinberg. <coughs> And then we also have Saturday clinics, which are our pediatrics clinics, which are also in Imzamayatu, as well as women's health clinics that um, we run at Khrutiskia Hospital. Um, and we take two clinics out um, a night. And how often am I on the bus? I try to go, I mean, as much as possible. I would Not every day, but as much as possible. Do you find that, you know, education and, and providing a service goes hand in hand? Because very often, you know, you wouldn't want the same person to come back to you with the same for the same thing. But if you educate people, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's much better because then they know how to take care of them. Yes, definitely. That's why we focus a lot on health promotion as well. Okay. So we do give lots of primary health care services, like um, anything that people would walk into a normal clinic with. So like a common cold or any type of like back pain. So people come in with their problems like that. And then we also do screening tests for them. So testing for diabetes and high blood pressure. And then if they test negative for those types of things or even positive and then we speak to them about what caused it and what could prevent it so we give them lots of health promotion and education so that they can take it back to their communities as well. You spoke earlier on about corporate companies that you know assisted financially as well mm-hmm. and, and we know that it's not just a service you want to provide more than that service because you want to I'm not sure do you dispense as well? Yes so we have a pharmacy and if the doctor prescribes anything for the patient they get the medication free at our pharmacy so we also have volunteers pharmacists that volunteer with us. Mm, that's absolutely amazing and it's absolutely free to the patient. Absolutely free. Everything's 100% okay. free. You mentioned that you want, um, you know, the listeners and, and, and the broader community to tap into 
assist as well. Mm-hmm. How can the broader community assist? So I think there's two ways. Mm-hmm. The first is volunteering. So if you are a health professional, a doctor, or any uh, allied health professional, um, as well as pharmacists, please do get in contact with us. You can find the information as to how to get in contact on our website. It's www.shawco.org. Um, and we also do provide CPD points for doctors that need them. Um, and then the second way is donations, and not just financial donations. Mm-hmm. Even though we do really need financial donations and would appreciate that, donations in kind also make a big difference. So if, for example, you work in a pharmaceutical company or someone that works with medical supplies, even donations of food, because at our pediatrics clinics we feed the children, um, any kind of donations in kind that you think could make a difference in the And the bus isn't running on water, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so any kind of donations. So every little counts here, as you've mentioned, um, apart from appealing for funding and and you know services that people can provide do you raise funds yourselves as medical students or health professionals well we are trying to uh-huh. so we didn't really have to in the past um we because like sana said we had a corporate funding um but because that slowed down a bit um that's where my job comes in so i'm the fundraiser and i'm looking at new ways of getting funds in. So this is one of the new ways, appealing to the public. On okay, data. so this is on radio, now I'm speaking to the broader community and every little helps as they say. Uh, what is on the cards with regards to fundraising for this? You obviously, you've, you have your year plan and you know how busy you're going to be, but also you still want to raise funds for Shoko. Yes. Any idea what you're going to do, apart from being on radio and bringing that awareness to the listeners of what Shoko is doing and now you need the funds you are for the services that you provide? Yes, so um, looking at the year ahead, I was hoping to just get the Shoko name out there to the public so that more people know about us and that more people want to support us. So um, hopefully um, people will be seeing us in shopping centers. Um, I'm, I can't exactly say when, but like we're hoping to have like a small... I'm shaking the can a little bit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're hoping to have a small um, station set up in shopping centers um, so that people can come to us and get some screening done and then we can also speak to them about Shoko and they can maybe put their names down to give a monthly donation to us so we're hoping to do that signing um, your debit order on a monthly basis yes. and you know um, as i think you know from my perspective i know busy the life of a medical student can be because of my son and i know that you know taking on this extra it can be very um, daunting as well because the year can be very challenging for you as a medical student as well so do you want you know people who um, are into fundraising events management to make contact with you and say you know what we want to um, do something for you. We'll organize an event, um, uh, you know, with your permission and then raise funds for Shoko. How would that sound? That would sound amazing. They can definitely do that. They can contact me whenever they want to on my, <laughs> um, my health fundraising email address. That's healthfunding, healthfunding uh-huh. at org. Health funding? At shoko.org. At shoko.org. Okay, so that, that is how they can make contact with you, so they can email you instead and, and make contact with you via email. Um, Sana, you've mentioned, you know, being a final year student, you've been on the Shoko bus for many, um, you know, outings as well. Um, you've mentioned the areas that you've been and that you're servicing currently. Do you find that if there's more funding, you can service more areas as well? Yes, absolutely. So um, what we actually have had to do at times when the funding has been less is to reduce the number of clinics so the amount of times we can go to a certain area but as funding comes in um, we can increase the number of times we visit those areas as well as spread out to other areas we've 
um, had requests from certain areas and certain groups of people to actually come and service them. And sometimes we've had to actually say, at this point, we can't yet. And it's, it's heartbreaking to do, to do that when you get requests for service. We're looking at the areas that you're going into. And obviously, um, you, you mentioned a Saturday clinic, but the clinics that you do um, from Monday to Wednesday, which hours are those? And is there security with you? Are you safe when you go into these areas? It's all things that, you know, a parent worries about as well. Definitely. So we run the clinics from 6 p.m. because we are of course, at medical school during the day. Um, and so they're after hours clinics from six and they can go up till about 11, probably the latest. Um, and in terms of security, if we are going to an area where we know there has been, you know, um, violence specifically at that time, we will get some private security or we um, phone the local police in the area to come and join us. But generally, even though some of the areas are a bit dangerous because we have such a good relationship with the communities and because we've been going there for long for such a long time they mm-hmm. really do know us and they respect the clinic and appreciate the services we provide and so we've never really had any issues in terms of security and the clinic only covers medical conditions well yes you're not an emergency uh, like uh, you know people that comes with uh, gunshot wounds it's not for them so if they did come to us what it, and it has happened a few times what okay. we do is we, we we do the best we can in terms of stabilizing them there and then with the doctor but of course we'll call the ambulance that would be the first thing we do and and transfer them to the nearest services okay but we, we, we don't request we don't recommend people come to us with emergencies you want to share with our listeners maybe you know one of your experiences that stands out of the you know over the years that you went into certain areas yeah sure there's so many um i think the pediatrics clinics for me are the most special because the children are at such in such a vulnerable age to the different you know different factors in their lives and having good role models in terms of the students they interact with mean a lot to them and it's really sweet when they say to you you know i want to do what you're doing when i'm older i want to be you know a physio or a doctor or something like that and they ask a lot of questions they're really interested and they really want to learn so i think for me the pediatrics clinics are always the most special so we see another pediatrician in the making i suppose perhaps (laughs) (laughs) coming back to you kothar being in the fourth year and working alongside with asana how does it make you feel knowing that you have mentors such as them on the bus or even you know at the university it makes me feel so much better because like sana said we make so many friendships at choco and also it's just nice to have them there as a safety net if we do make a mistake they're always there to teach us and to help us um, with everything and then I was just going to say also one of my um, like one of the things I'll never forget from Shoko is um, when I went on a Shoko doodle trip because Shoko does that as well so um, we went a bus like 30 of us went to the Eastern Cape um, and we went to one of the areas there and we did health screening and health promotion for one of the communities there and that was a really nice experience for me I really enjoyed it I learned a lot and yeah um, on your way to the Eastern Cape, you probably, you know, anticipated something and, and you had expectations as well. What were those? Tell us about it. My expectations. Well, my expectations were that there would be a big like, language barrier. We do learn um, Kosa at medical school, but not enough. It didn't equip me <laughs> enough. Um, but like I said, I learned a lot when I was there. And then my other expectations were that 
um, the people we didn't receive us very well. I was a bit nervous about that. But when I got there, the people were so warm. They were so welcoming and really appreciative. <laughs> I must tell you I something, and I think this is on a lighter note. Um, I know a medical student that came from Mauritius, and he was uh, with my sister in, in, in Sherwood Park. But people generally refer to it as Manenberg. And then one of the senior doctors asked him, so um, where do you come from? So he says, from Mauritius. So he says, but in Cape Town, where do you live? So he says, in Manenberg, in Sherwood Park. And then, uh, you know, they have this barrier because they already have French and Creole and they have English mm -hmm. and now they have to do Tosa as well as mm -hmm. um, the Afrikaans as well. And then he, the doctor said to him, so call the next patient in Afrikaans and he says, Komiso. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked at him and is the doctor asked him, so which area, you know, do you live in and all of that. So we know how difficult it is uh, for, for you as medical students as well, not just locally, but our international students as well. And um, with, with regards to the international students, are they granted the opportunity to go onto these buses as well? Yes, absolutely. Shoko actually has an international program and we have a coordinator. That's one of the students um, who allows, you know, enables students from all over the world to come and volunteer with us um, to do the medical school, of course. Um, yeah, so we have people from all over. So if you put your hand out and you can, you know, uh, mention on your fingertips what the needs are for Shoko at this moment and now for 2020 to make it a successful year. Financial backing, number uh -huh. one. <laughs> then donations in kind, especially with regards to medical supplies. Mm -hmm. And thirdly, um, volunteer health professionals. Only three. And people who want to help us fundraise, please do. There we go. Um, Kirtan, you want to share that email address once again? That's um, health funding at shoko.org okay to our listeners that's health funding at shoko.org.org um i'm sure you're not going to leave your contact details with our listeners do you want to share an email address for yourself as well i think all Sana? the details would be on the website so i'd, re I'd recommend rather going to the website mm -hmm. that's www.shoko.org there we go we want to say shukran so much for being in studio with us you know for informing our listeners about shoko what he does within community and i'm sure if you had the resources and the financial backing you would want to go into more areas as well and looking at the bus itself um you need to equip the bus as well yes. what is the cost per you know bus any any idea so i mean i can't tell you exact figures but transport is expensive mm -hmm. in, in terms of petrol and drivers and maintenance um we do own the buses that we currently have um but maintaining them and running them <coughs> is very expensive okay so we're looking at uh, you know um, a service plan maybe for those buses uh, from anyone any service provider as well as maybe if you own a garage to say you know you can come and fill up from time to time with us as well <laughs> yes please sana Soldurka, uh, a final medical student as well as kothar sali Futia. shukran so much for being in studio speaking about shoko this morning we want to wish you all the success thank you the voice of the cape 91.3 FM Stereo.